0: Hello, hello, beloved. Welcome to Walking in Wisdom podcast. My name is Jenny G, and you're listening to the everyday life of a black girl navigating faith, love, business, and holistic wealth with wisdom. My heart is that every episode you leave feeling a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and a whole lot wiser. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that I feel like I've been hearing across the board on the social streets, especially if you're an entrepreneur, a business owner, or someone who's just trying to do new things and grow to different levels. And that topic is imposter syndrome. If you have never experienced this, I'm very happy for you. If you have or if you're growing to different areas in your career, in your business, I feel like at one point you're going to face this. So in this episode, I share God's perspective on imposter syndrome and what I've learned and some tips and lessons and reframing that I've experienced on this journey. So let's get into it. We're gonna start off first, of course, with our proverb or saying of the day, and I'm excited for this one because it's just real, real quick, real cute, and the it's a quote actually from uh, someone named Ralph Waldo Emerson, and the quote says, "To be yourself." In a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. I love this quote because I feel like when you are trying to do something new, right, within your family, within your circle of friends, people really, 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 really really be trying to, to add a definition or give you titles about, you know, you brand new or you're different or things like that. And the reality of it is all of us should be growing constantly and all of us should be exploring different things and learning honestly how to become the person that we were created by God to be. And that requires growth. So this this quote is really reflective for me because I'm recognizing that the world is constantly trying to make us believe some truth about ourselves. And I am in a season in my life where I am constantly, proactively, intentionally going against the grain, going against the grain in how I process social justice, how I process love, relationships, business, how I do business. So I think it's very important that we take the time to evaluate the messages that we are receiving. What is the world trying to tell you that you should be? Right? So feel free to think about that. So again, the saying of the day the proverb of the day is to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment now let's get into this episode y'all cuz i i i was i was really looking forward to this conversation because i think it's really important if you are an entrepreneur or if you are the first in your family to either graduate college or get a salaried position or be an entrepreneur, you're going to find yourself at some point wrestling with imposter syndrome, which at the heart of it is really comparison. You are experiencing comparison. And I I love starting off any conversation with defining a thing because i believe that when you when you define something you give it proper context therefore proper positioning of that thing in your life right so i'm also a big learner and i feel like it's important that when we are experiencing feelings that are so real that we take the time to engage with them not only with our hearts or our souls and spirits, but also with our mind. Our mind is so powerful. It can create realities for us. And if we don't give it a responsibility, child, it's just gonna run (laughs) and do its own thing. So it's very important to me, at least, to activate both my heart and my mind when I am experiencing something that is hard for me. And definitely last year in 2020, uh, imposter syndrome was huge. It gave, it hit me so hard that I, I was struggling with confidence. I felt like my self-worth was getting hits on the daily, right? So this was an active, like intentional, Exploration and while I was thinking about this and trying to find resources and books and podcasts and all of this, these things about how to deal with this, I recognized that I didn't ask the Lord. Holy Spirit literally hit me on the forehead like, boop. So, do you want to ask me my opinion about? Imposter syndrome. I was like, "Ooh, you right." I never took the time to ask you, Lord, what do you think? So, in my quiet time, God shared with me His heart and His thoughts about imposter syndrome, and I'm so excited to share it with you guys. So, let's start off first with the definition. I'm gonna uh, define first imposter, and then I'm going to define imposter syndrome. So, the word imposter means a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gains. I think two things that stand out for me in regards to this definition is this person is pretending to be someone else uh, and the the motive behind it is to deceive others and to uh, gain like benefit from the, the deceit right? So when we add the word syndrome, so imposter syndrome, it is the doubting of your abilities, feeling like a fraud, typically affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept accomplishments, believing they are undeserving of accolades. Y'all. Does this resonate <laughs> with you? Do you find that something in this definition was like, oh, that's me, that's me. I, I struggle. I struggle in accepting my accomplishments. I struggle sometimes feeling like I didn't deserve all of the praise and the accolades. If If you find that you are the type of person that receives a compliment and immediately you feel uncomfortable. You are trying to like, oh, no, it was no big deal trying to like downplay. And I just want to say this, downplaying your excellence, downplaying your accomplishment is actually not a sign of humility. Oftentimes we get caught up in this idea of we're being humble, but it's a false humility humility because it's not coming from a healthy place, right? It's usually coming from a place where you're trying to um, diminish your shine. The reality of it is diminishing your shine, diminishing the value that you bring to a space or to people in your work is also devaluing who God created you to be. So that was a random gem, but just wanted to share that with you guys. So I I was like, all right, cool. I got the definitions. And then the Lord placed on my heart that imposter syndrome should really be called the Peter syndrome. And I was like, hmm, interesting, interesting. Let's talk about it. So for those of you guys who aren't familiar And Peter is is a apostle. He was one of the 12 disciples, original 12, the OG disciple in the Bible. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of context on Peter so you can have an understanding and then we're going to get into the story that was that I guess established the really like core of how to reframe imposter and how to kill imposter syndrome in my life, to be honest. So let's talk about Peter. All right. So Peter was a original, like I said, an OG uh, disciple, one of the 12s. He's considered uh, one of the pillars of founders and activators of the Christian faith um he was also a Jewish fisherman he was very strong will and impulsive and sometimes a little br- a little bit brash like he just he was low-key let's just keep it a buck Peter was a thug <laughs> so he was also the disciple when um the when they were seizing Jesus, Jesus, that decided to cut off a soldier's ear. Like, he was also the disciple who, um, when confronted, denied Jesus three times. Another thing that I I appreciate about like just understanding of the personality of um, Peter was he was also uh, one of the inner. Like out of the 12, yes, there's the original 12 disciples, but there was a core three group of guys in the, in the group that was like in the inner circle, inner friend group of Jesus. So Peter was considered like that inner friend, like that friend, friend, that friend that you call when things about to go down, that friend that you call, if you need to do something that might be illegal, (laughs) Right. So everybody can relate. You know, you know who those friends are for you. So this is important. The the other thing that is really interesting is that Peter's original name is Simon. When Jesus invited Peter to join him as a disciple, he changed his name to Cephas, which is Aramaic and Peter which, you know, is Greek. And the definition of the name means rock, okay? So all of that context on who Peter was, aka goon, inner circle friend, thug, all of that jazz. So the story that the Lord highlighted for me is actually the story of Peter walking on water. This is significant because... To the best of my recollection, I haven't read all of the Bible yet, so y'all, you know, feel free to, to just rock with me on this. I believe that Peter was the only disciple that walked on water. This is significant. Like, it's literally huge, huge, right? Right. So this story can be found in Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33. But I'm going to give you guys the abbreviated sort of Jenny version (laughs) of this story. So the story starts off really after right after a major miracle where Jesus feeds 5,000 plus individuals, right? There's that miracle that is shared. And after that miracle and the people left to go home, Jesus was like, I'm to go, you know, up somewhere to talk to my father. Y'all go, um, take the boat, go out to the sea. I'm to catch you later. Right? So, um, The disciples get into a boat and they go out into the ocean. One of the things within the story is that they experience like a little bit of wind. Like the wind was beating them up a little bit, right? And it says that around the fourth watch, which would be around 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., crack of dawn, they saw a figure walking towards them on the water and they freak out. I would freak out. It's a freak out worthy experience. And very quickly, Jesus calls out to them and say, hey, don't freak out. Don't be afraid. It's just me. And Peter being the goon that he was, he was like, Jesus, if it is you, call me out on the water. And the Lord says, come. Now, I'm going to pause here because it's significant. Jesus didn't say, Peter, come. He said, come, right? It was an invitation, honestly, that was open-ended. So any one of them could have taken the offer uh, from Jesus to get out of the boat and walk towards him in the water and yet the only person who decided to do it was peter that is significant okay so i just want to i just want to highlight that cuz it's going to tie into the overall story it's significant peter was the only one that was like all right i'm going to step out of the boat something stable something that i'm familiar with because he was a fisherman and i am going to walk on water in this very like stormy heavy wind <laughs> situation towards jesus the thing about it is you know sometimes if if you're familiar with the story a lot of sermons a lot of conversations focus on the fact that at, at a certain point peter started sinking because he 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 was like oh snap i'm i'm on this ocean And he freaks out, most likely, it doesn't say in detail what happened, but he most likely stopped looking towards Jesus. And he started to doubt what was going on, like, oh, wow, I'm in a situation that I've never been in. And he started to sink. Immediately, it says in the word that Jesus reached out to him immediately uh, to take hold of him and bring him back to the boat. So. There's two truths that exist for me in regards to this story. One truth is, yeah, Peter started sinking because he doubted, and Jesus was like, Oh, man, you had little faith, right? There's that story. The other truth that exists in this story is that Peter was the first and the only disciple to walk on water. No one absolutely no one can take that away from him. So when when God highlighted this story for me in regards to imposter syndrome, I was like, oh snap, this is very powerful and mind-boggling. And when you think about the definitions that I've shared earlier, it's significant to talk about like how this all interacts, right? So one of the This is a random quote that I said um, that I I found that I think is really, really powerful is you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realize how seldom they do. And this quote is by Eleanor Roosevelt. I was like, okay, friend, you better drop the mic (laughs) with this quote. So again, the quote says you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realize how seldom they do, how seldom do they think of you. This is significant. And this is going to lead, I guess, into my 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 main points and three key takeaways that I want to share with you guys so that uh, you have some tips and some ways to deal with, with uh, imposter syndrome. Let's start off first with the fact that um, That when we feel like an imposter This is point number one Also takeaway number one When we feel like in an imposter We are in an area that usually feels bigger than us Right? So Peter started to second guess himself Second guess his ability Not when he was in a boat Because y'all, he was a fisherman He was accustomed to being a boat. He was a successful businessman when it came to being a fisherman, right? So he wasn't doubting during the storm in a boat. He started to doubt when he was outside of the boat. The reality of it is when most of our feelings, when we're experiencing imposter syndrome comes when we are in an area of growth, when we are in a different position right that is unfamiliar to us this was a significant moment for me because i realized that although my feelings are really real when i'm experiencing like the what i'm experiencing the feeling i don't know what uh imposter syndrome feels like for you but it it sometimes it, It's like a tightening in my belly. I just feel like I want to shrink within myself. That's what imposter uh, syndrome feels like for me. But the reality of it is that when you, it is okay to realize that you are in an area that requires more from you. Right? You are in a situation, whether it's a presentation, whether it's a you know, you're surrounded by like entrepreneurs making a whop while you are just beginning. And you're like, "Ooh, this is a lot." But the reality of it is, um, God gave me a challenge. To reframe the way I'm thinking. Instead of thinking that you are less than, then, because you're comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. Come on, that's a word. Instead of, instead of doing that, focus on the the first truth. You are in a different position that requires a different level of growth a different level of ability from you and that is powerful that is also normal right our brain is so amazing because it will it will try its very best to protect us and when i am experiencing imposter syndrome the reframing that I now have is you only experience imposter syndrome when you are in a position of growth. Right? If I was Peter, I would freak out too a little bit. <laughs> can, can you can you imagine being in the middle of an ocean, seeing the waters, seeing the vastness of that, right? And all you you're you're realizing is you are outside of your realm of comfort. The fact of the matter is, no one feel. Most people. Let me let me not make it an absolute. Most people don't feel like an imposter doing something they are comfortable with. I'm gonna say that again. Most people don't feel like an imposter doing something they are comfortable doing with a with a group of people that they are familiar with doing basic or mediocre things that they've outgrown so all of that says to me that when you are experiencing imposter syndrome, which you are also experiencing uh, is an awareness of a repositioning. You are no longer in your comfort zone. You are growing, you are expanding, and that is amazing, friend. So the the second, I guess, comfort that I received from outside of the reframing was this realization that Whenever you are in an area of growth, for the most part, especially if you're being intentional about like not rushing through the process, if God calls you to a new area of growth, he's not going to leave you. He's not going to just like let you drown, right? Because it says in the story that the moment he started sinking, immediately Jesus reached out and helped him. And the reality of it is, Yes, some, a situation may be above your ability right now, or you're in a space where, you know, you, more is required of you. But the reality of it is, if, if God calls you to this, he will equip you, even when you feel like you are you don't have the ability, the skills. But what's happening is you have to be it's kind of like working out you have to increase weight so that your muscles can grow bigger. So all of that to say is the first takeaway on how to kill imposter syndrome is to understand uh, and reframe what's happening. Yes, you are in a space that may be new or different but what you, but it's not saying that you are less than less than this space is is meant to tell you that you are growing. So one of the reframings that I've been doing consistently is whenever I feel like that knot in my belly that desire to shrink I recognize that my brain is saying, "Oh my goodness, we're in some place new," right? Um and instead of allowing the meaning to be I don't belong, I now say um That it is, I am called to this new area. Therefore, I am equipped to be in this area. So I hope this first takeaway is significant for you guys because it was powerful for me to recognize that um, I don't have to carry that meaning. I can tell my brain, thank you for letting me know that I'm in an area of growth, okay? Okay. So point number two, the takeaway uh, of number two really comes from the point about, um, in regards to the definition, this is typically something that affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept accomplishments. The second takeaway that I have for you guys is to cultivate a practice of celebration, This is huge, okay? And this is significant because I think most of us, especially if you're Caribbean (laughs) or Black, right? You may have experienced your parents comparing you to a cousin, to some other child, right? Why can't you be like this or do this like that, right? And you have learned to diminish or not celebrate your wins another thing that happens when you when you're growing up is sometimes uh, you get caught up in like you you never saw celebration you never saw the like oh my goodness you did so great let's do something less acknowledgement less acknowledge excuse me, this area of growth and that is significant because I think when we don't know how to celebrate ourselves, we don't know how to document our journey. We don't know how to um, make markers. And also ultimately, it I'm just processing this out loud while I'm, I'm while I'm speaking. When you don't cultivate a practice of celebration, You allow space for discontentment or uh, is that the word discontentment or lack of contentment? Let's say that a lack of contentment (laughs) to take root in your heart. You find yourself also just feeling burnt out because you're always chasing a goal, but never making space to say, yeah, I did that. I accomplished that. So one of the things that I had to learn is that, especially being an overachiever, I have a lot of goals, a lot of things that I want to accomplish in my lifetime, is there is a beauty in chasing after goals and practicing being present. When I am chasing my goals, oftentimes it is a something that is a year or five years or a few months in advance. So, how do you cultivate a practice of celebration? You create markers to celebrate, right? So if your big goal, let's let's do a finance is to clear off your debt. Right? You can break that down into little goals that you will celebrate some way somehow when you pay off your credit card. That's a moment of celebration. That's significant because even though you haven't reached your ultimate goal of being debt-free, you've made a major step towards that and that deserves to be honored. It deserves to be celebrated. And when you start recognizing that there are markers that you can pause to reflect and to celebrate, you're going to learn how to be kinder and more gracious to yourself in the journey. It's easy to get caught up uh, in the I haven't made it yet, right? However, even if you haven't accomplished your goal yet, you are further along than when you first started. And that in itself is worth celebrating. So Takeaway number two is really to how do you kill imposter syndrome? Make space, cultivate a a practice of celebration by creating markers to celebrate within your own life. You ain't got time to be caught up in other people's wins when you are celebrating your own wins, right? And you have more joy in your heart when you are taking the time to celebrate you, I think one thing that is real, and this quote you guys probably have heard several times, is that comparison is a thief of joy and the stretcher of truth. Comparison honestly says, I am ill-equipped for the task at hand. It also says that I am unworthy of celebration. And all of that is a lie. It's a lie from the pits of hell. Send it back to sender, okay? When we compare ourselves, when we don't make space for celebration, this is another thing that just, again, hit me right now is God created all things. It's one of my favorite stories, Genesis 1. God created all things in six days. And on the seventh day, he rested. What's really amazing is that Yes, God had an ultimate goal of, hey, I'm going to create a bunch of these things (laughs) in six days. But what's really cool is that in every single day, he took the time to pause and celebrate. And that says a lot. If God, who is God, I'm talking about G-O-D, takes the time to celebrate and honor what he has accomplished in a day in the midst of chasing or creating within a greater goal, who are we not to do so? So takeaway number two on how to kill imposter syndrome is cultivate a practice of celebration. You will find that you are more joyful in the pursuit of the things that you are pursuing. And the last but not least, um, takeaway that I want to share with you guys is pay attention to the opinions that you are wavering between. I think this is my theory doesn't say it, but this is my theory. I think that outside of the Peter's observation that he was out on the ocean, right I think that one of the things that happened is Peter most likely turned around and saw the other disciples in the boat and freaked out right? This is just a theory from Jenny. And the reality of it is I found for myself that when I am struggling with comparison, I am oftentimes um, focusing on how other people are moving. I am paying attention to other people's opinions way more than I am paying attention to God or to how I feel about the situation or what I think about that situation so I haven't taken the space to just be like okay how does this work before I even establish a thought I'm out here on these streets getting feedback from other people and that is that is so important to realize for me because one thing that helped for me to overcome imposter syndrome is recognize that I can't be concerned, be worrying about people's opinions who borrow their breath from God. Y'all like, and, and not only that, oftentimes when we are comparing ourselves to this other person, and making ourselves feel less than the other person is not aware. They aren't. So one thing that uh, God placed on my heart is you can't, you can't resent, you can't compare while you pray. (laughs) Right? So pray instead of compare. I've learned and I am learning that whenever I'm in a space with someone who it's not their fault, but it's something in me that makes me feel small um, because I'm comparing their accomplishment with mine. I found that it is easier for me to start Wishing more success in their life, praying for more success in their life. Because when I'm praying for that, I and I see it happening. It shifts. It shifts the way that I see that person. Like I want to wish them well. So, pray before you compare because you can't pray and compare at the same breath. <laughs> it's it's powerful, y'all. I'm I'm saying this as as like a real thing that I've been practicing in my own life. So the other thing that is important is understand. And again, I'm. this is recent. So it's a recent addition to how to kill imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome, the core and the root of it, outside of what we've shared already so far in this episode, is that it's comparison, right? If comparison is the thief of joy, Why not pray for more joy in that other person's life so that we can celebrate them? If if someone is trying to steal something from me, I am going to create guardrails to protect that thing. So pray for joy, not only for yourself, but for that other person, because you will find that um you you are less likely to waver between opinions when you take the time to pray for other people when you take the time to figure out what god says about that thing that you're you're trying to figure out and when you take the time for yourself to process about what is important to you how do you prioritize? So I hope this episode was really powerful for you guys. Again, the main takeaways on how I have been overcoming and killing imposter syndrome was understanding God's perspective on imposter syndrome, which is really to him, the Peter syndrome. It's really understanding that you takeaway number one you only feel like an imposter when you are in a position of growth so the first thing that you have to do is reframe what you think about imposter right you're not a fraud you're just growing the second thing is to really cultivate a practice of celebration by creating markers to celebrate And then the third and final thing is pay attention to the opinions you are wavering between and actively decide to pray instead of compare. I hope that this episode leaves you feeling a little bit better, a little bit stronger, and a whole lot wiser. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Walking in Wisdom podcast. Check us out on Instagram at, at @walking_in_wisdom_podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you episodes that you love. And if you really, really love it, please share it out with one or two of your friends. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so that I can continue to bring you content that helps you on your journey of growth. See you next time.